And now for the theme tune. Welcome to the Marmite Queen's Podcast. We are the rulers you either love or hate, and each week we will be setting the worlds to rights. Then, from a randomly generated word, we'll be finding strange stories to tell each other, all whilst having a giggle and not needing alcohol to bring a special brand of madness directly to your ears. I'm not going to lie, we're both basically on our periods and we can't be fucking arsed, but we're consummate professionals, so we're doing it anyway. Full disclaimer! <laughs> there will be NS... FW, that's not safe for work for those uninitiated content and probably a strong view or two expressed. So settle in, strap in and enjoy the car crashing into the dumpster fire that is me and her, Sam and Laura. <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> well, like, we're so angry. We're so, we're so <laughs> melancholic because we're, because we're, on our periods and um we just set the calls back about 50 years i know like i feel very much like i'm letting every single actress from all of the always adverts down you know and just like i can skydive no like, one could sky unless you are having a fucking period which you, and you're the sort of person that you're like ah, well i can sky wearing period pants Hello gentle listeners, it was at this point during the recording of the podcast that I realised that I had ordered food for my son and it had just turned up so <laughs> because we are amazing and professional um, we paused the recording and then completely forgot what we were talking about. Anyway, I've no idea what we were talking about. What were we talking about? I know. Oh shit. Cheesy! No idea. Never mind. Don't matter. How was your week, mate? Right. Try and remember. My week has been good, actually. Thinking back, um, I've gotten a fair whack done. I've been child free for most of it. Um, so Miles went to his dad. So I've had just a lot of space, mental space to get stuff done. And that's been helpful. It's funny because I still didn't get nearly as much done as I wanted to. But I think that's because I have, there's a saying that like people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 because of like compound effect. Well, I overestimate what I can get done in an hour. <laughs> I'm like, what's that? You need the podcast editing, a real editing, a blog post written, and uh, you want me to make you a souffle? <laughs> Give me five. Um, <laughs> so I think, I'll be right back. Yeah. I look at like a free day, so like an open day as just like, well, everything I've ever wanted to achieve in my life is about to get done, isn't it? Um, but no, it was good. No. My week's been good. How's your week been gorgeous? My week's been good. I think, it, I think my week's been a mixed bag. Um, but yeah, mostly, mostly good. Mostly good. Um, I, I, I haven't done any writing though, which is... Like I should slap myself. Uh, do you know what? No, I'm not going to fucking slap myself on the wrist for it. I just, I'm just not feeling like. So I had an idea for this camp, and I know what I was going to do, mm -hmm. and I just don't think I'm in the mood to write anything in dark. I think I'm just in the mood to write fun stuff. 
like fun, just fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it just, I don't know, like, I, I feel like there's enough stuff out there that's written that is dark, depressing. Mm-hmm. And there's enough stuff in the charts that's like and the dark. World. Yeah, and the world. And like, there's just, to me, there's just not enough sort of just fun adventure ridiculousness mm-hmm. and there needs to be more of it so i think i've changed my idea for camp nano um to elderly spies in a retirement village and uh the the yeah yeah <laughs> so yes i don't need to hear any more yes <laughs> Just right, gonna... yeah, so my week was good. Let's what is one thing that you have hated this week? Well, first of all, I'd just like to say that I've taken control of this. No, I was literally gonna say thank you. I was gonna say that's what that's a friend. She can see that I'm like suffering and dying, and she's like, Do you know what? I don't need to be asked, mate. I'm gonna just fucking step in because that's who I be. Um what was the thing that I disliked? Oh yeah. My womb. <laughs> so, um, two weeks ago, I think, I had the coil fitted, which I've had before. Um, but it takes a little while to kind of like settle back into your body. I don't mean literally like its placement, although maybe, I don't know. Um, but because the one I have is the Marina coil. That's my dog just walking over a bubble wrap. Um, and so that's hormonal. So it takes like a little while. And for me, what happens is my periods just disappear for five years, which is the fucking dream. Um, but before they do, they say goodbye aggressively for the last time. I think oh, it was you like want to get rid of us, bitch. Yeah. Well. yeah. And like when I say aggressive, we go down fighting. <laughs> Like, my periods normally are um, like a fucking scene from a Tarantino movie. So for me to be um, telling you that they are currently bad is no small thing. Um, Yeah, that's... So my wombs annoy me because it really fucking hurts, mate. It really hurts and I feel tired and everything's weird and I don't like it what's something you've hated this week <laughs> same leave my womb alone so I can say you, womb. <laughs> you you can't <laughs> well say what i want about your womb all right <laughs> fucking try and stop me mate yeah yeah you're not gonna come and fucking get me are you, you no because we're <laughs> We're just gonna bust free. <laughs> gonna get you, gonna get you. Proper hench. Oh, what you say? <laughs> what you fucking say, me? You're looking at me. Are you looking at me? <laughs> I'm so, I'm so off my game today. It that is. is literally a womb inside your body right now. <laughs> like I'm so off my game. Sorry. I assume you mean your womb. I would say you're on your game. And this is very good content that I'm enjoying a lot. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're enjoying what's coming out of me because I quite frankly have had enough. <laughs> so I am not 
currently on my period yet. Alright. Due on my period. Right. Which means for the past five days I have experienced <laughs> several different things that have led me to Google things and be like, am I dying? Oh my god, what's going on? Am yeah. I going to die? This, this, where, where's this coming from? Have I suddenly put on 40 pounds? What's happening? And then, and then <laughs> I checked my flow up and it's, yeah. hey, Hi Laura, you're it's due in like three days. Enjoy. Come on in. Good morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, yesterday I was just lay on the sofa most of the day. Friday I was like, don't want anyone to talk to me. I just want to sit under a duvet and watch something on the telly. Like, give yeah. me an It was very, it was very toddler face. Mhm. Mm what have you done? Nothing, just my ovary really hates me right now. Oh. <laughs> Carry on. Um, and today I can feel like the bubbling of cramps and I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely. I've also, I, I don't like you, but I've also enjoyed this past week being sweaty, greasy, spotty, bloated, um, what I call pregnancy ankles, which is, I'm like, am I pregnant? No, absolutely not. That is logistically impossible. So why do my angles period? Fucking period. I get, uh, I think I've talked about this before, I get bullfrog neck. <laughs> which is like, so I normally have a bit of a chin, like you may have noticed. <laughs> but it's like, you know when you can tell the difference yeah. in about yourself and it just swells and I look like, <laughs> like and I'm like, that's what it is. So sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and go, have I? What the fuck? Have I put on like? And I'm like, but my clothes still fit me. And then I'm like, the fuck's going on? And then I'm like, oh, oh yeah. It's just fucking Mother Nature like some fucking annoying salesman at the door going, hello, is anybody in? <laughs> so fun little tangent. My mum and her parents and her brother. Um, when they were younger, they were £10 poms, which means they emigrated to Australia for a tenner, right? There was like a whole yeah. thing. And I can't remember where they lived, um, like in Australia, obviously, but they basically had a swamp in their back garden. And you know how like during the summer, we might get like ants and you yeah. have to get like ants off, whatever. They got infested with bullfrogs. And apparently my mama, um, who, when she was a kid, had her head lit on fire to get rid of nits and then said thank you to her mum, decided the best way to get rid of these bullfrogs was with a fucking umbrella. You know, those big umbrellas with the points on the end? She just went around and fucking... And my mum was like, I'll never forget how a bullfrog explodes when it's stabbed with an umbrella. I've done 16 so far. Now, I would just like to say a few things. One, it was a different time. Two, my mama, who I love to pieces, is no longer with us and she passed quite a while away. So, atting me will do fucking nothing. All right, like, Brenda, how are you doing? Oh, just getting, just give bullfrogs again, innit? 
<laughs> How many have you done so far? 25. Oh, you're not beat my record yet, have you? Slow morning. <laughs> I've got a I've got a fucking pitchfork here. I'm doing three at a time. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, what's something you've enjoyed this week, love? Okay, I'm gonna tell you what I've enjoyed this week because I watched yesterday afternoon Thunder Force and I am Melissa McCarthy in Thunder Force. <laughs> I have not seen it, but that I film. saw your Instagram and that does not surprise me. She's like, I'm going to throw a boss. And she's like, "You, Olivia's, Octavia, what's she called? Octavia Spencer. Octavia. Spencer, yeah. Yeah. Octavia Spencer, um, Spencer's character is like, you can't throw a boss. And she's like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you because I'm about to throw a boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is you. That is for you. They have like a fight in a in a cafe, and like um, Octavia Spencer's character is behind the behind the bar, and Melissa McCarthy because Melissa McCarthy's got super strength, and she's like, "Just stay here a minute," and then the woman that she's fighting does something again, and she goes, "Get me a shovel! I'm gonna bury this bitch!" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes!" I was like, <laughs> "Say that all the fucking time, <laughs> Sam." Fetch me a shovel. I'm going to bury this bitch. (laughs) You done fucked up, person that Laura's asking me to get a shovel about. It was like I, so when I Googled it while we were watching it, because I wanted to see who had directed it, and it's Mm -hmm. uh, Alyssa McCarthy's husband that's done it. Um, And because I was like, I bet it's a, what's he called? Is he called Kevin Feig? Oh yeah. I was like, I bet it's a him film because it's got Bobby Cannavale in it, it's got Melissa mm-hmm. McCarthy in it, it's got Jason Bateman in it. It's like I was like, it's gotta be. I know it's uh it's her husband anyway, but when I Googled it, like there were so many bad reviews or like mm-hmm. four point whatever reviews and I was just kinda sat there afterwards like I was like, I don't understand why people didn't like it because it's just so much fun. And it's like yeah. not everything has to be serious. <laughs> like yeah. you are allowed to watch a film just for pure escapism and pure fun. And that's what this was. Jason Bateman has freaking crab arms in it. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> romancing Melissa McCarthy. And they have like a whole dance sequence. And he's got crab arms and he's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And every time, every time he has to run away in a scene, like he goes and does it off to the side. <laughs> it's just, it's like, I'm like, what I love about stuff like that, that Melissa McCarthy's in, like Spy. Oh, God, I love Spy. Is that all the characters are treated like he's, they have such good female representation in them. Mm-hmm. And that's that can be hard to find in comedy. Yeah. And it's, they have such good female representation in it. And that's what this was as well. This was fun, stupid superhero film. But, like, almost everyone in a position of power or on the good side is a woman. But mm. then even the even the bad guys, the most powerful bad guy is a woman. And she's, like, badass. Um, yeah. And it, it just, it was, I just really loved it. I just really, really loved it. What's... What's 
one thing you've enjoyed this week? Um, so the thing I've really enjoyed this week is uh, Neil Gaiman's masterclass. So um, I was very kindly gifted um, a year subscription to masterclass at Christmas. Um, and I, yeah, I, I attended, watched, I don't know, I don't know what you would call it because it, obviously it's online, um, Neil Gaiman's this week. And it, like, I love that man anyway. Um, and I actually came to him quite late. I remember maybe five years ago, um, I think it was a Doctor Who episode that he'd written um, and Rhiannon being like, I can't wait, like it's Gaiman. And I was like, cool. <laughs> um, and it was very much like a, you don't know who Neil Gaiman is. And I was like, <laughs> no. Um, and anyway, I've had a, you know, an education since. And like, I love, I love the way he writes anyway. And he talks about it in the class. It's that like everything he does is different, but it's also unmistakably him. Yeah. And it's like his attitude or whatever it is, his thing, his voice is, you know, is there. And like one of the fa my favourite books that I've read recently in recent times, although it's not a necessarily a recent book, is his book Neverwhere, um, which is like an, ex an examination on homelessness. But like that makes it sound like it's this, you know, dry, depressing horrific kind of thing but it isn't like it is like a fantasy and it's fast-paced and there really are like um shepherds in chef's bush and there really is like an angel of islington and it's about separating london above with london below because it's this huge like underground city where all the homeless people live that are literally invisible to normal people they can't see them and obviously that's you know like a yeah, 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 and the um, the protagonist Richard, he helps one of them, and by helping them, um, he beco himself becomes invisible. Like his apartment gets rented out from underneath him. He no longer has a job. He can't get into his bank accounts because he's now part of London Below. So he's, he's practically invisible. Like people can see you if you try hard enough, but then they literally forget you straight away. And so, like his girlfriend, his best friend, they they saw him, but they didn't know who he was. They have no memory of him being in their lives. Um, yeah, so like that book, it's sensational and it's just so well written. So I was very excited to watch his masterclass and I was not disappointed. Just his views on story and he, you know, talks through like the difference of his creation between like novels and graphic novels and films and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it was very inspiring. And it's watching him talk about kind of his career from being a young writer. And he says young writer a lot and he's like, I don't, I'm not referring to age when I say a young writer. It just means like, you know, yeah. a point of being a writer. Um, watching him talk about kind of his journey through to where he is now, it's very much like you understand that, of course, he always had a knack for writing to like, you know, put it mildly. But all of his abilities now are skill yeah um and the difference between skill and talent and i was talking to a friend and they basically said like i don't like it when people call me talented because it takes away all the work i've done i am skilled and yeah yeah it's it's anyone 
anyone can write a book. Yeah. Anyone. It takes skill and hard work to turn that into something that you can publish and that mm-hmm. people can can read and understand. Yeah. That's and skill often takes a lot of time to like perfect. Well not often, yeah. always. Like skill is something that is worked at. And yeah. anyone can become skilled in something if they put in the time and effort. So yeah, I just found it very inspiring and enjoyable and yeah, just uplifting and lovely and all those things. So yeah. Right, we've done that. So now we're gonna move on to our word of the week. And our word of the week this week was I just did a sleep link. Did you catch it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you go. No. Nope. I say. Yeah. I might just stay for a little bit. Oh, I feel yeah. like that's going to be me in a couple of hours. I am. I am basically just slowly slipping into a coma as we're recording this. Um, the word of the week this week was <laughs> biscuit. Sorry, I just remembered last week's episode. Uh, so tell me, what did you get for biscuit? Right. Well, I did some research and I came up with the world's biggest soggy biscuit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I can't imagine that Guinness would put that in their record book. Anyway, let's bring Lots it back. Biscuits. Let's get away from a biscuit. <laughs> so I found out apparently there is a National Biscuit Day. Oh, okay. National Biscuit Day is the 29th of May, which is the day after my birthday. <laughs> that means I can ask for biscuits for my birthday. <laughs> I mean, I feel like your life is really depressing if you felt previous that you couldn't ask for biscuits for your birthday i mean i I just okay now you've attacked me (laughs) (laughs) i wanted a biscuit but i felt it was too big an ask i just felt people might judge me if i was like look all i want for my birthday is a pack of ginger nuts ginger nuts a bit anyway so pug pug Right, we have got some biscuit facts for you. British biscuit consumption is the highest in the world. Does not surprise me. All major European countries, and this is a surprising one, even 35% higher than the US. That surprises me. Is that just because the US call biscuits cookies and for some reason call muffins biscuits? Is that what a biscuit is? Yeah. I was not aware that's what a biscuit was. Yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's, it's like a McDonald's breakfast muffin. Mhm. One of those. That's what a biscuit is. That's well, what two pieces in a biscuit. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> Biscuits are bought by twenty-seven million households and eaten on six. Wait, no. Okay, I have some questions now because it says and eaten on six billion occasions a year but there's what there's not six billion days in a year so how are you going to have six billion occasions a year do they mean like when i put a biscuit into my um oral orifice and consume it that it would be classed as an occasion maybe so why don't just say six billion biscuits are eaten you fucking yeah. pretentious that- pricks also yeah no absolutely not anyway 61 percent of the uk have a biscuit tin i have a biscuit barrel well it's technically it's a glass kil- kilner jar does it have biscuits in it yes mate 
No, my ever, people people are really so shocked when nowadays when you have a biscuit tin and you open it and there's actual biscuits inside it rather than a sewing kit. <laughs> I've got a story. My vit is is began in 1839 mm. and he was a Scottish apprentice baker named Robert McVitie established a successful bakery business yeah he's done all right for himself well I mean he's no longer doing anything for himself but yeah during the first world war McVitie's was called on by the government to use its knowledge and production facilities to supply iron ration plain biscuits and opened a new bakery in Manchester to satisfy demand Oh. Did not know that. Well, there you go. That's it. They're my. All right. All right. They're my uh, facts about biscuits. Also, there is a biscuit wrap from two pints of lager and a packet of crisps that I'm not going to do. Just did it I know you're week. all disappointed. Did, but... Yeah. Go listen to last week's episode. She did it. She did it then when she found out that the word of the week was biscuit. It made her very happy. Yeah, well. Yeah. What I've done is I've done something ever so slightly different this week because I don't know if you can tell, but what is that on my hair? Oh, it's light. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm struggling this week. I'm low energy and like quite frankly, the fact I haven't started crying yet is a miracle. Hormones are the worst. So what I've done is I found out the the nation's favorite biscuit and we can discuss that but just before we do that i found one man's uh oh god of biscuits and it is hilarious so for example there's 26 he's got 26 biscuits and he ranks them right from best to worst now in his opinion the garibaldi biscuit is at number 26 the worst right and he describes it thusly Currants have no place in society, let alone in our biscuits. When you bite into a Garibaldi, the biscuit doesn't even produce a crunch. It just sighs heavily and bends like an elderly person picking something up off the floor. <laughs> the whole point of having a biscuit is that it is an indulgence. If it contains one of your five a day, it can respectfully get fucked. <laughs> also, we as a society need to downright refuse to consume a biscuit that is a nickname for a hairless man named Gary. <laughs> so, wow yep that's that's <laughs> so that's the worst one let's find a middle of the road one um okay so number 17 chocolate chip cookie right for the benefit of this piece we are exclusively talking about chocolate chip cookies that come in foil packets the kind you get in a paper bag from fancy supermarkets in multiples of five are a completely different ballgame. America 5,000 appreciatively worded article at a later date. The standard British chocolate chip cookie is a bit lacklustre. They're always too crunchy and insufficiently sized. If the cookie isn't the size of your face, slightly moist and dense as fuck, is it even worth eating at all? No! <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, and then, surprisingly, right, in his opinion, the best biscuit, Fox's chocolatey milk chocolate rounds. So it's like a a shortbread, like a polo, not minty, just the shape. And then it's mentally disagree with him. Yeah, so do I. Covered in solid chocolate. Now I'm pretty sure that I've discussed this before on the podcast, but just in case I haven't, look. Solid slabs of chocolate have no place on a biscuit. 
be a biscuit or be a chocolate bar. Yeah, I but... Can't... No, sorry. I di- I'm not opening the floor for comments. That is a fact, <laughs> and we're moving on. Yeah, but, like, a block of chocolate that's got the little shortbread bits in it no. is tasty as fuck, mate. I just um the thing when is, but that's when there's like the like the ch- the shortbread's like that and the ch- the piece of chocolate's like that, so it's like completely lost in it. No, sorry, I disagree with you, but that's fine. Anyway, so he says, "Oh heck yes! Oh absolutely, Jesus suffering Christ, yes! If you've lived a pathetic life which doesn't involve experiencing these wonderful biscuity specimens, please get acquainted immediately. Stop reading this. Leave your phone at home. Run to your nearest supermarket or corner shop. If they don't have them, keep running. Run to the next biggest city if you have to. Get a chocolate round in your gullet at any cost. Shortcake biscuit, thick, and what I really mean is thick. T h i double c." Uh, chocolate that is a quality beyond any chocolate biscuit coating you've ever tried before it is perfection dip it in your tea and suck the melting chocolate until the shortbread lies naked underneath store them in the fridge and eat them stone cold at 3am when the tiny light from the fridge illuminating your ecstatic face put them in a, in another orifice apart from your mouth if you want to what the f- <laughs> yeah please treat yourself to the greatest British biscuit currently in circulation um, now Oh, sorry. Allow the rest of your life to begin. You're welcome. Now, I was going to make the point that he he does start to veer from this is my favourite biscuit to I want to fuck it. Uh, but he does that for himself, so I don't I didn't need to bring up that point. <laughs> but yeah, so oh god, I'll I will link that article in the show notes because it's well worth reading. It is hilarious. Um, but yeah, the the nation's favourite biscuit. Okay. Got any guesses? I'm going to say hobnob. Well, you'd be wrong. Okay. It digestive? A chocolate digestive. Oh. I do oh. like a chocolate digestive, to be fair. Hmm. I do like a chocolate digestive. The best ones are the caramel ones, though. Hmm. The thing for me with the chocolate digestive, right, is our one they're nice but then if i have a bite from another i'm like feel a bit gippy now i feel like they're a bit filling digestives i feel like i used to get digestives when i used to keep digestives in my drawer at work for when i came in from the gym in the morning Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. i because um the like cafe wasn't open yet and I was like, I'll just wait till my first break to get some toast. And so I'd just have like two digestives and then it'd be fine. Yeah. Or I'd have them before, I'd either have them before the gym or after the gym because I've had them before the gym because I was hungry going. Yeah. It, it just felt, they just, it was enough to just tide me over. Yeah. I mean, like a chocolate digestive, like I say, it's good, it's nice. I prefer a plain digestive. Yes, same. I prefer a plain digestive. For sure. And like, I mean, we we brought it up last week, but I think like if I'm going to have a chocolate biscuit, it's going to be a bourbon, mate. Yeah. And quite frankly, I can eat an entire pack of bourbons, which means they are far superior to the chocolate digestive. And so I find myself once again in the camp of thinking the entire of the United Kingdom is fucking insane. (laughs) 
there is so mac so macbeties do a a different brand of bourbons right so they have macvitie's bourbons and then they have a thing called macvitie's tasties right, right. that I, I don't know if i think they're like i don't know if they're off cuts or if they're like you know just uh damaged packages or whatever i don't i don't know mm. what they are anyway macvitie's tasties you can get them in like home bargains and discount places and they are the fittest thing in the entire world the level of chocolate in them is perfect the like and the tasties version of uh digestives are the best as well because they're just slightly they're just slightly overbaked mm. so they've got like a nice a really nice crisp to them and a really nice taste to them i love a slightly overbaked biscuit that's like, it oh yes when I get an oatmeal and raisin cookie from Sainsbury's and they've been overbaked, so they're crunchy and not soft, I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. And they're I always just... on offer as well because yeah. they're wrong. They're not wrong. That's how you should make them at all times. <laughs> I humbly request Sainsbury's that you always, can you not just, when you go in, like hand the bag back over and just be like, can you just stick them in for a bit longer? Let's whack them in for an extra five for me, mate. <laughs> and then knock off 20%. Because you fucked him. <laughs> I feel like that about biscuits because I feel like a because a, I love ginger nuts and I feel mm. like ginger nuts are always better when they're just caught around the edges. Ginger nuts used to be like if you did not consume them carefully, you could break your teeth. And yeah. that's how a ginger nut should be, right? You can just crunch them like yeah. nothing now. Yeah, no, Same it's as not. Same as fruit gums, they used to be, they, you, they'd they catch in your teeth for days and now sports they don't. Sports mixture is still like that. What is? Sports mixture. Oh, oh, I love a sports mixture. Sports mixture, Dave loves sports mixture. I always get him sports mixture, like, as a treat if I see it on offer anywhere. Mm. I'm more of a wine gums girl because... Oh, I love wine gums too. I like a wine gum. I just prefer, like, goodies, sweets. Yeah. As it were, over chocolate, always have. But I feel like, as well, cheddars. Cheddars are always better when they're slightly caught around the edges. Oh, cheddars. Do you know, right, one of my favourite things to eat when I am, like, not sober enough to be classed as tipsy and not drunk enough to be... You know, there's, there's sober, drunk, and then that, like, mid-ground. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. <laughs> I mean, I no. don't know what it's called because I've never been there. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. You just go from sober to box. Um, but when I'm in that state, all I want to eat is fucking cheddars. And you know what I call them? Cheesy rubble. Oh, that's such like, a good name for cheesy them. Cheesy rubble in my mouth, and I say it over. Oh, it's just cheesy rubble. Yeah. Also, at Christmas, I always buy the tubs of cheddars. Like the tubs of mini cheddars. Oh, yeah. And it's like, why are you buying them when it's cheaper to buy a packet? And it's like, because I don't feel guilty for eating half a tub of <laughs> mini cheddars. Whereas I feel guilty for eating six packets of mini cheddars in yeah. one go. <laughs> yeah. It's in one pack. It's fine. I don't feel like I'm being judged as much if I keep dipping my hand in a tub. Whereas yeah, if I go... not see the level either. Yeah. 
yeah everyone's like another one and you're like why don't you mind your own fucking business another one yeah it'd be another one up your fucking ass in a minute <laughs> get out <laughs> are you sure you need that laura yeah i am sure actually do you know what i was sure when my hand started to go into the packet and i'm still sure now as it's going into my mouth oh, that's <laughs> i am 100 percent fucking positive but thank you for your <laughs> passive judgment passive aggressive judgment i really appreciate it thanks fucking dickheads are you sure you need that fuck off do you know what right everybody is like oh are you sure you need oh do you not think you should eat a bit healthier nobody's fucking complaining when it's me that gets the biscuits out are they no, no? it's me nobody's complaining when it's me that's got the chocolate that's why you always want a fat girl on your team because they bring the treats <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, I'm on a diet. And we just bring out the biscuits like, who wants a chalky digestive? And everyone's like, oh, I shouldn't, but I will anyway. <laughs> oh, they look nice, Laura. They are fucking nice. They are fucking nice. Unless you Absolutely. ask me for one. Yeah, you won't get one. Oh, right. I think I shall now yawn. <gasps> and then. Oh, no, I'm going to yawn. Get up. I'm at your stage now. I'm at... Oh, <laughs> You're not, mate. Nice. Oh, oh, that feels nice. Oh, right. I see what you mean. I was like, you've got a while. You've got a while to reach this fucking peak of majesty. <laughs> <laughs> I've just tried to... T- oh, this is... This is... Right. I've just... just typing randomwordgenerator.com. Yeah. Well, that's what I was just... Thought I was typing, but I've just started to type in tawny. And I don't tawny? know why. Yeah. As in a tourniquet? Your foot's not that bad. I want it off. <laughs> Maybe you could use it on your womb. On my womb! <sighs> I know you said wound, but I just like the idea of you trying to tourniquet your womb. <laughs> no, I did say womb. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, here we go. Three, two, one. Let it be a good one, please. theme no fuck that fish fish this is where i shine bitch i'm from grimsby that is europe's number one fucking largest fishing port yeah but you hate fish i love fish consuming them yeah you don't like fish in the sea though do you no i don't have to look for fish in the sea yeah, but now I'm going to have all these interesting facts about fish in the sea and not be able to talk about them because it freaks you out. No, you can talk about them. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh, yeah, so there we go. Word of the week. Next week is fish. So if you have got any interesting facts or opinions or stories or things you hate about this word then do let us know you can let us know in the comments of wherever you are listening to this um podcast whether that be youtube or one of the places where you don't look at us which quite frankly i wouldn't understand why you want to do that because we're both stunning Uh, how stunning that is that's your choice um or you can find us the best place to find us really is instagram we are available in other places but let's be honest instagram is the place where we basically have pitched up our tent and the police keep trying to move us on and we're like we will not be moved that is kind of 
We ignore every other social media platform. Yeah. We're on there. But comment on there at your own peril, because we'll probably get back to you in 2022. (laughs) Like, at at dumpster fire and car crash, I do not appreciate you saying that uh, Fox's biscuits are not the best biscuits, because I'm a staunch believer in Fox's biscuits. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you be mean about that little panda on the advert that can't say biscuit properly and says biscuits. Biscuits. (laughs) I reckon, actually... This is a very good point. Right, like, if you didn't enjoy the podcast, don't at us, because we don't care. But if you do feel the need to at us, do it on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) Where your comments will be read, taken on board, and filed under B1N. (laughs) Correct. Um... (laughs) But yes, so you can find us on Instagram. Uh, the beautiful Laura Kendrick is better known on Instagram under the handle at Better Late Than Novel, which is quite frankly one of the best fucking handles I've ever heard of in my entire life. And now we're going to test her, and I can be found at Mistress of None. Look at that! That's a friend right there, mate. Beautiful handle as well, and also your website. Yeah, same. www.mistressofnone.com. You don't need the .com but it's there just <laughs> no you do need the dot com that's what you don't need <gasps> oh my book is now in paperback so if anybody, yes, wants, it is. To... If anybody wants to uh read my book but don't want to do it on ebook because you're i don't know maybe you don't like ebooks that's fair maybe an ebook murdered all your family which is also fair that's a I mean, good enough not, reason not, not to like fair. it no, I'm it's not fair that you like murdered all your family, but it's, it's fair that you don't like them. Like, you like me, you like to open up a book and smell it. Like, I don't know how they actually smell from oh. Amazon. Well, it's alive smelling. Oh, no, it actually smells quite nice. Okay, yeah. It doesn't smell like musty bucky, though, which is, I feel like, is a better smell. Well, musty book is an earned smell. Yeah, like, that's no true. book is published smelling musty book. Yeah, no, that's true. So, mm-hmm. yes, um, it's available on Amazon. If you search Chronicles of Silver Day, it will appear. Yes, it will. And you can yes, buy it, it will. And read it. And once you've read it, leave a review. Also, subscribe to uh, Sam's blog as well, because it's oh. very, very good. Thanks, mate. Look at us just... Just plugging a shower of each other, aren't we? Did you just hear the dog? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly... Was that his arse or his face? Like, which bit... No, his arse is silent. <laughs> like, he releases gas like <laughs> he's trying to infiltrate the trenches. <laughs> By the time you've smelt it, it's too late for the gas mask. <laughs> Fish is the word of the week, and as I've said, you can leave comments in all the places that I've mentioned. Um, do tell us about stories. Oh, do you know what? Quickly before we go, there is an update on uh, Julie's cheese... Love cheese thing. So apparently, she answered the reason her husband said she smelt like a barnyard animal was because they'd been on a bike ride. They've been bike riding for several days, and she'd been wearing the same jumper. Um, and apparently, she legitimately smelt like a wild farm animal. Don't think you can get a wild farm animal, but we're going with it. Um, she said it was completely warranted, and she couldn't tell you which which animal she smelt like. Probably all of them. 
to be honest. <laughs> riding a bike for that many days in the same jumper, you've got no one to blame but yourself, Julie. But I love you. Uh, <laughs> if you loved it, let us know, mate. Let us know. Let us know. Be like, do you know what makes my heart sing? And I'll be like, no, what? And then you'll be like, Laura and yours's face. And I'll be like, oh, you can stay. And I'll be like, no, you're a bit creepy, mate. See you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be won over easily by compliments of my appearance because I'm very vain. And while I'm like, that's really nice, Laura will be in the background, like googling the shit out of you. Yeah, never doubt my ability to find shit out. No, she's like a fucking secret agent with Google. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> Anyway, I've like this in this outro has gone on for longer than the rest of the podcast combined. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that brings us to the end. I don't know why we got here. Quite frankly, when I edit this, I'm not entirely sure that we did get here. But <laughs> here we are anyway. Uh we will see you next week. Hopefully our energy will have kitted back up. There you go. to this week's episode of the Mama Queens you dumpster fire garbage people and now for the outro you can't afford a theme tune definitely can't afford an outro